0: hello y'all thank y'all for tuning in this is myra j the coach and this is topic tuesday each and every tuesday at 11 a.m central time and this is where we share so many great information from some great people. And speaking of great people, I have divorce coach Twyla Marks on the show. Today we are talking about divorced, but co-parenting, which is a great topic that we don't talk about often or the importance of it. And Twyla and myself have some experience uh, about this topic. So we're going to get into that today. But before we do that, we are going to talk to Miss Twyla Marks. Uh, I met Twyla on social media. We did a virtual uh, event with Arthur Chi, which was very great. And I told her, I said, we're gonna get a show together. I don't know when, but we're gonna do a show together. And I love her energy. And she just came with so much great information um, the last time that we was on a virtual event together. And I told her, we got to make it happen. Guess what, y'all? We manifested this thing. She's here. <laughs> we got her on the show. She's going to tell you about her experience as a divorcee. Did I say that right? I think I said it right. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about her life coaching business. And guess what? She has a podcast of her own and a book out. So we got a lot to catch up with uh, Ms. Marks on the show. So let's get to it. Ms. Twyla Marks, welcome to the Myra J Show. How are you doing?
1: I am great, Myra. thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here.
0: Thank you. So let's get into it. Tell us about yourself. Who is Twyla Marks? Let let us hear
1: Oh, awesome. Yes. Thank you all. Yeah. So I am Twyla M. Marks and I'm an author. I'm a speaker. I'm a radio host. I'm a certified life coach. I am Coach Twyla, the Get Your Happy Back Divorce Coach. And so I am very passionate about helping people recover from divorce, because as Myron stated, I went through a divorce myself. It's been almost 14 years ago now. It was very tumultuous. And so that lit a fire under me and a passion to help others recover. So that's why I pursued my certified life coach certification to help others, men and women. I don't just specialize with uh, women alone. So men and women. And I have a radio show. It's called Divorce Talk with Twyla. Oh my goodness, y'all listen! That's where we talk all things divorce, Myron, and yes. it's going very well. And also, I'm an author. I have a book. I release my story and my journey. It's called The Unexpected, The Ride of My Life. It can be purchased on Amazon or um, a signed copy on through my website, which is twilammarks.com. So yeah, and if um, I, like I said, I'm a certified life coach. And if there's anyone out there that are looking for my services, I do have packages where whatever best fits you and your situation. But the first step is booking a consultation call with me, and then we go from there.
0: That yes, yeah, that's great. Y'all got it. So you have a book. How long has the book been out? Give us a little information. Not, don't give us all the good stuff. But let know <laughs> the like what brought the book on and how is uh, the book going for you?
1: So, yeah, I released the book in 2019, actually December of 2019. Before all this stuff started happening in the world with the pandemic, but yeah, I had a book signing. It was in person, and if the book is going well. Um, a little bit about it, but you gotta go buy it to get all the other stuff. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give them an overview, Myron. Okay. Um, it's my life story. It's my life journey. I give you a snippet of who Twyla was as a child. I'll give you some background in my childhood because I had some. Stuff going on in my childhood that spilled over to adulthood. And so, give you a b- little bit of that. And then I take you through the journey of my marriage and then the tumultuous divorce. And then the um, straightaway, I compare my life in, th- in the book to a roller coaster. So, that's why I said the straightaway. So, the book is written in parts like a roller coaster. The Uphill Journey, you know, the roller coaster, you go up a hill, the corkscrews and dips. And yes. so, yeah, it's called The Unexpected, The Ride of My Life.
0: I like that title and, and good titles would definitely bring in the readers. Um, and I'm I'm glad that you're doing it. Uh, is there any other books that you're going to be writing? Any, any special things that coming up that you can let us know? <laughs>
1: Oh wow, you speaking that thing into existence, Myron. Like I'm just
0: paying it forward. Somebody did me like this, so I'm just <laughs> it
1: I do have another book um in mm-hmm. mind. I have not put pen to paper, as they say yet, but I, it, I do. It's in my mind. Just gotta get going.
0: <laughs> hey, okay, Don't feel bad at all. I'm with you. uh I got something that I want to put together and think about it, been thinking about it, but I'm not sure when. It, I gotta let the spirit move me.
2: <laughs> That's right.
0: Started, but hey, it, it's it's gonna happen. So get your happy back. What's that all about? I know what it's all about, but let the listeners know what it's all about.
1: Yeah. So I have a Facebook group called Life After Divorce. Get your happy back, and you know, a lot of times, Byron, we both know this. You go through divorce, and you go through so many emotions, right? And I say, get your happy back, get back to who you were and maybe not even who you were because you're going to be better, right? After you go through something like that, something so traumatic, you're going to be better, you're going to grow. And so that's my coin phrase and actually coach Twyla, get your happy back coach. So I help people uh, with their self-esteem. I'm not a therapist, I'm a coach, but I help you Gain that self-esteem back because you may have went through, um, maybe a, an abusive relationship, God forbid, hopefully not physical, but sometimes you do lose that self-esteem after a divorce. So I hope you women and men walk in self-confidence again, and be happy because you know, life, we have to be happy in this life, right?
0: Yes. I'm glad I'm, I like the title of it. Get your happy back. And Fellas, she's not just for the women. She want to help us out, too. So don't be, you know, standoffish and and shame or embarrassed. She's here to help the men, too. So if you guys are out there listening or watching on YouTube, contact Miss Twyla Marks. We're going to get her information again towards the end of the show. So make sure y'all tune in. And so let's get to the topic. How about we do that? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. So. When we talk about divorce, but but co-parenting, what does that mean to you on a personal level and with your clients as well?
1: Wow. Uh, That's a great question. On a personal level, my experience, Myron, when I went through my divorce, co-parenting, it was rough. Oh my gosh. It was pretty much non-existent. Um,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Especially the first two and a half to three years. And On a personal note to anyone and as well as my clients, I always say, let's bottom line this co-parenting word. The bottom line is all about the kids. It's not about your ex. It's not. And I know we're going to dive deeper into this, but yeah, it's not about your ex. It's about your children. What's in the best interest for your kids?
0: Hey. This is your show. We can dive in deep whenever you're ready to dive in deep. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. So I've been divorced for four years. Um, married for three. We was together for seven, seven and a half total. And I've been divorced for four years. I know my experience is different from yours and your experience is different from mine and everybody else. Uh, mine wasn't, uh, the transition is always kind of hard at first. It's, it's kind of complicated because this is someone that you've been spending so many years with you know they they have at least five to ten years twenty years or whatever however long you've been married of your life and you are there so y'all have kids involved so you have to think about the kids you have to think about how they're going to feel about it how they're going to take things mentally on a mental level you don't want to hurt nobody but in a right. day it comes down to a point where you have to do what's best for you and the household or and definitely the kids for the most part and so my situation wasn't um, as bad as, as I know a lot of people are when it comes to have, dealing, dealing with people that don't want to get divorced, taking their time finding uh, divorce papers, they're trying to take you through the ringer and just getting everything done and moving on. So now, there was a few miscommunication there. Mm-hmm um when it came to picking up um uh, the kids on my daughter and uh, just making some arrangements it was a miscommunication there and i was at the time i was the bigger person you know i was like okay i'll take it it was my fault and i just live it at that because i'm at a because when you're divorced and you're trying to move on and trying to be happy as you said get your happy back and you're trying to be at peace you're not trying to go back and forth with a person all the time so you mm-hmm. try to be the bigger person just let things go and, and you try to move on from that so how was your situation? You said it took a, a few years. Why did it, I won't say why it takes so long because everybody's situation is different like I stated earlier, but why do you feel like there was a big time frame for you when uh, you was going through that?
1: Yeah, so um, let me just say, preface it by saying this. I initiated the divorce and okay. so uh, there were a lot of um, bitter feelings. I'm um, not bad, here to bash my ex. We've been divorced now almost 14 years. So we're, I'm completely healed from that. <laughs> so this, I'm not bashing him, but I'm just speaking the facts here, right? So your listeners and viewers will understand um, where I'm coming from. So we, I initiated the divorce and there was bitter feelings on his part, uh, meaning he wasn't happy. So, um, And he pretty much tried to make my life Miserable for two and a half, almost three years. And he was almost successful um, with that. I thought I was going to really lose my mind. Um, Just, it was a lot of petty things going on um, as far as the relationship or co parenting relationship. Meaning, I'll give this example, and I do talk about this in my book, so it's public. I'll give an example. Um, We didn't really communicate on the phone. All our communication, Myron, was via text or email. And there was a reason for that. Um, but I would text him and say, hey, I'm running a couple of minutes late. You know, we live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Traffic is horrible here, yeah. especially on a Friday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> any day.
0: Almost any day.
1: <laughs> any day. Yes. Yes. And I um, worked at that time on the other side, well, North Dallas, actually. And I live in like Mansfield area that's like south of Arlington so that's almost an hour over an hour drive in traffic and I would be late but I, it wasn't intentional so I'd text him and say hey I'm running late I get to the mutual drop-off spot or pickup and drop-off spot which was Walmart there you know we're in Arlington and the police is waiting on me wow wow <laughs> really so he has the police there um, wanting to uh, file a, what is it, interference with child drop-off that I text him and said I was running late. Now, does that make any sense?
0: At the evidence. That's right, funny.
1: right. So he did that uh, several times, enough to where he thought it was great to take me back to court. And there was a lot of that going on. It, like I said, it was a lot of bitter feelings. Mm-hmm. And so... Once we got past or he got past that, I guess, I don't know, one day God just said, look, enough is enough. And so that went on and other things. I'm not going to go into all of that. They have to read my book for that, Myron. But um, it.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, it, it was at that about that two and a half, three year mark. It was closer to three years. But I just on the inside, I was hurting because I wanted my son to not see any of that strife. You know, I really wanted things to be right, you know. No, And let me say this, Myron, some people think that co-parenting means, I gotta like you, I gotta hang out with you, I gotta be your BFF. No, that doesn't mean that, folks, (laughs) at all. Not at all. It just means, let's have a cordial, adult, mature conversation when it comes to the kids and all I need to talk to you about is my child yes it I don't need to know who you dating and who this and who that no 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 no. all I need to know and give information to you and vice versa is about we have a conversation about our kid that's it right so I, I like to say that about co-parenting because some people, I believe, even talking to clients, uh, have a misconception about what co-parenting is. And it's not, we got to hang out at dinner every Friday night.
0: Not, It's not doing family stuff all the time. Now, granted, right. some people, now let, let me say this too, if that's the arrangement you have with your significant other, well, your ex- Uh, husband or wife that is totally fine if y'all get enough to to get together with your significant other and and his significant other hey we're not saying you shouldn't do it we're just giving you the basics of what it should be or supposed to be but if y'all feel like y'all can work that thing out where y'all can just you know Mm -hmm. out together like hey i'm all for healthy relationships or or co-parenting so so that's right I'm sorry to write away. I just want to point that out. No,
1: that's good. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love that. Yeah. And, and that is some people's situation and I, that's great. That just wasn't mine. And I, you know, it's better. Obviously, it got better, um, you know, when my son two and a half, to three years later and graduation. But now my son is grown. He's 22 years old and he has a wonderful relationship with his dad. And I'm I'm so grateful for that because it could have turned out differently,
0: Myron. Definitely, definitely. And mm-hmm. I'm like you. I, I'm the one that initiated the divorce as well. And mm-hmm. and mainly because uh, and, and I give people a little bit more uh, information. This is also in my book as well. I do have a book out there called Married, Divorce for God," and um, I put all of this. I'm like you, Twilight. I put everything in there. Like I had to let it out. I guess you. Yeah,
1: could, I read your uh, book.
2: It's good. Thank you. thank
0: you. And I have to, you know what? We were supposed to be meeting up about a couple of months ago to have a meeting, and I was supposed to be getting your book, but that's all right. We're going to take care of it. We're going to, get back to that. I just want to throw that out there. But thank you for the support. But I initiated divorce as well because um, my, my um, marriage and my relationship was, didn't have a strong foundation at all. It was built off of, and I'll say this on air, it was, off, it was built off of sex and potential. And feeling mm. like that this person had, and when I say potential, sometimes we see potential in person feel like they can do better or they're mm. going to be better. They just need some time to develop and all that kind of good stuff. But I have to, and that's what I was looking at. Uh, I was three, I'm three or four years older than her. She's not a bad person like you. I never down her, never down the mother of my child or or not. I'm, I'm not that kind of person. I didn't even write the book to do that um, as well. But it was so much arguing, back and forth, verbal abuse. It was um a handful or two of physical abuse there because we've been talking since like 2009 all the mm. way up until 2017 so it's a lot of years there and so it was a lot of things that was going on and i just got tired of the back and forth i got tired of the kids seeing all this stuff going on i just want them to know that this is not love this is not the way to love this is not how love should go this is not how two parents or adults should be in a household because at that time, mm-hmm. at that point, we're creating generational curses
2: because That's if right.
0: what we're going through and doing, guess what? They're going to feel like it's okay to go do that in their relationships whenever they get older, get old enough. And they mm-hmm. was like, uh, my daughter probably about two to four years old at the time. And uh, she has a son and he was, um he's what, like maybe five or six years older than her. So just either way, and we think that, oh, they're young, they're not going to remember this kind of stuff. They, kids remember everything, they don't mm-hmm. forget this kind of stuff. And I was blessed and, and grateful to have a conversation with her son, which I still call him my son, I'm the only father that he knows. um mm-hmm. see, You know, they have his father in his life. And so I still call him my son to this day. I still check on him, I still see how he's doing. I'm always, hey, I'm going to call away. If you need anything, let me know. You know, just check on him with school and all that great stuff. But I, I'm glad that I had the opportunity to talk to him to let him know what things was back in the day didn't mm-hmm. tell him everything didn't get deep into that conversation but i, I apologized to him wow. and this was real big of me to help have some kind of accountability and responsibility mm-hmm. i apologized to him i told him i said don't ever be like me don't do what i did and i mm-hmm. wanted the best for you guys things just didn't work out it was not your fault it was not your sister's fault i said me and your mom both love you at the end of the day and so right. they're just a shorter conversation that I'm to give y'all, but we did have a good conversation. It was kind of, I'm gonna be honest with you, so it was emotional for me because I was glad that I was, because he's like, he, he's working on 15. He was like uh, still 14 at the time when I had this conversation with him, but I was yeah. just glad that he was mature enough to hear what I had to say
2: mm-hmm. and take
0: everything in. And that's what we have to do. We have to have to communicate with the kids about what's going on during these mm-hmm. marriage stages what's going on through the divorce um, portion of it, because kids are definitely affected by this. Because you yeah. see so many other kids in their household or in their schools, rather, with their mom and dad together, and then their mom and dad's not together. Mm-hmm. So we have to have that conversation with them. We don't think about the kids. But on the flip side of that, twilight, let me let me say this. Let's talk about this soon.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And and also, if you're listening, even though the title is divorce, but co-parenting, if you, this this subject is so powerful or, a title so powerful, it can go for anybody that's in just a regular relationship, or you're just, or if you've got fiancés, or if you're in a boyfriend, girlfriend type relationship, y'all got kids together. And this conversation is for you guys. So, you can definitely learn something from this. So, if you're listening or know somebody that's in these situations or can take from this, please, please, please uh share this, comment, like. We'll, we'll greatly appreciate it. But what, what's why I don't put it on you? How about this? Because I know I talked enough. What are some of the reasons why people stay uh, in marriages and or relationships?
1: Yeah, wow. Well, I believe uh, for the kids, that's one of them. One of the reasons I think uh, also for financial stability. Some people may feel like um, they're not able to make it alone without that second income. Mm-hmm. And just maybe for the sheer embarrassment, maybe if they leave, they're going to, feel embarrassed and people, what people are going to say. And and just for that status, they may be married to someone that has status and they don't want to believe that
0: that's a good one the status i haven't thought about the status part that's a good one and when you say status you mean like someone that has like a big name for themselves in the community like a pastor or something yes um they're a mayor a mayor a senator just throwing some names out there yes Uh, so that's it Gotcha. yeah i just Mm want to make sure everybody's and you're right people do uh they stay for they stay for the time they invested uh some people stay for selfish reasons meaning that you know Um, You're not going to have my man, my my woman I invest all this time in getting them better and getting them where they need to be at and and help them get their business up and running. And so all of that goes into uh, considerations when we talk about divorce and we Mm -hmm. talk about uh, people that stay within divorce or relationships. And another disclaimer, we're not telling you to leave your spouse. That's right. (laughs) Not telling you to leave your spouse. We're not telling you to leave your boyfriend or girlfriend. We're just giving you our experiences and just give you guys some advice uh, about this whole subject. So I just, Twilight I had to put that out there. I just thought about it. I had to put that uh,
1: out Yes, there. that's nobody. good. We need that disclaimer, right. man. I'm
0: mean, not telling you we <laughs> But those are the reasons why people stay in those relationships and or those marriages. And you're hurting yourself at the end of the day.
2: Mm-hmm. Not at
0: peace. you're walking on eggshells. Things are not together. You, you tried everything that you could. You did counseling or therapy. You did life coaches because we were both life coaches. Um, you tried to do affirmations. You, you went to the pastor to talk to him. You, you did some mm. praying. You tried everything you could, but things are still not working out. So yeah. now you're in a miserable uh, situation. And we have to understand this, too, Twyla. When you're in when you're miserable and there's some tension, mm. our kids can uh, sense that. They
1: oh, can, absolutely.
0: They, they can sit with somebody uh, right with mom or dad. It can sit when we're in two of the arguing or, or not in a good headspace. That's
1: right. Yes, right. I mean, Myron, I wanted to leave at year five. I, I was married 10 years, y'all, and I wanted to leave at year five. And um, that's really when, well, it started before then. But year five, I was just like, I have enough. And uh, I reached out to a family member. And. the love of my life. And uh, she just told me, she said, my grandmother actually, she said, you're not ready to leave because you still love him.'" And I think at the time I was still in love with him because loving someone and being in love with someone are two different things. But I I stayed and we worked on the marriage and like you mentioned already, counseling and Mm -hmm. therapy and all of that. And I, I won't say it didn't get better, But it still wasn't right. And Myron, going back to what you said, your point when you talk about the foundation, our foundation wasn't built on a solid ground either. I mean, so um, I found out I was pregnant. We had talked about being together long-term, but me finding out I was pregnant kind of just expedited the process Mm -hmm. on a fast track and we were married a few months later. So there, you know... (laughs) Um, and some people do that. Some people do. They get married because they find out they're pregnant. They get married because they uh, feel shame that they're living together, you know, Uh, so, well, let's just make this thing official. Let's just get married. Uh, I know the topic is co-parenting, but all of these things factor in as it relates to co-parenting, right, when um, you have children, and one thing about it, uh, uh, my goodness, this is so, pa- I'm so passionate about this topic, Myron, I love because it. the kids, you're you're so right. My kids were actually, I say my, I had a daughter from a previous relationship, not marriage, but just previous relationship. Okay. And he had a son from previous relationship. And then we had the son together. So we had a blended family. So there were three kids, but we went our separate ways. And unfortunately, I don't have a relationship with his son anymore. And vice versa. He doesn't have a relationship with my daughter. And we were the only parents. Myron, we have so much in common. You're talking about your story. Um, I was the only mom that his son knew. He didn't even know his biological mom. And he he was the only dad my daughter had a relationship with. She knows who her dad is, but she doesn't have a relationship with him. And she's 27 years old now. And so then at the time, she was 14, 15, somewhere in there. I don't remember. 13, 14. But I say that to say they were relieved because there was so much bickering, fighting, and arguing, and not physically fighting, but arguing. I mean, we would go to get up and go to church in the morning, and on the way home from church, we arguing over what we're going to eat. Why, why are we arguing? We just let That's the not...
0: hurt pass. <laughs> the small <my old> stuff. The small
1: stuff.
0: Like, and listen, listen about? y'all
1: got to buy my book because there's something specific in my book. I, I tell about a church story that happened on the way home. You you gotta you gotta ready to get the good stuff. I'm not gonna tell you on this uh this uh interview right now. But you gotta just go buy the book.
0: <laughs> hey, all the good stuff is in the book. She just gave all me- the good stuff. Y'all y- notice Twilight give y'all bits and pieces about her book, and then telling y'all to go and get the book. So she trying to help y'all out. She's trying to go get y'all to get this book. So y'all pay attention (laughs) attention to the key points now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. So co-parenting, ladies and gentlemen, is so important. And do what's best for you. And uh, I know some people, that kids go back and forth every other week. You know, if that works for your household, do what works for your household. Um, As opposed to that every other weekend thing. Mm-hmm. Like some are there for two weeks at a time and then they go to the other parent. If that works, do what works for you. Mm-hmm. Don't allow the judge to tell you what might work for your um, your household because exactly. you only know what will work for your household. But if it don't, maybe you just got to go by the book, you know, what the judge says. So
0: yeah, definitely. And, and you yeah. talked about communication earlier uh, with the whole yeah. message deal and you did that because. You knew what kind of person you was dealing with, in a sense. You knew that just in case something comes, an email, you want to have a paper trail. That's what I'm trying to get to. You want to have a paper trail. Communication, y'all, is so important when it comes to uh, co-parenting with kids. Like We have to discuss when you come to pick them up, when you're dropping them off. Um, Just time frames are very important. With the days, if something is wrong, if they got something planned at school, like Mm -hmm. communication goes a long way when it comes to that and uh my ex-wife and i she communicates with me well like if i'm not around or because I, I stay in dallas texas and my daughter she's in mississippi so it's like a six six and a half oh hour.
2: yeah mm-hmm.
0: so i go home every other month or if not every month and stay for a weekend i might stay for a week just depend on my work schedule how things are going mm-hmm. and so i make the time i definitely make the time for her. and if not then we're, we're talking on the phone communicate on the phone facetime text message whatever we have to do we, we're going to communicate regardless And Mm -hmm. so in saying that her mom was still, if her mom, if she has something going on at school, because she's at the age now, my daughter's 10. So she's at the age now where she can let me know what's going on at school. And then she'll, of course, she'll probably get the information from from my mom, but she'll text me her, the calendar deal, let me know what's going on for the school year. Uh, Anything that she's involved in, I know her birthday came up and I wasn't able to come. because It was on a Sunday and I wasn't able to make it that weekend because I had already had, had plans on coming down there that month anyway. So made it up by the way. But uh and so she sent me pictures of her for her birthday. So that's the kind of communication that we're talking about and the co-parenting that we talk about. And without it, I'm gonna tell y'all, without that, it cannot work. And we have to understand that there is nothing wrong with divorce. What's wrong is showing our kids the wrong way to love. The wrong, like I said earlier, the wrong way to love, the wrong way to be in a relationship and what and what to do and what not to do in relationship. Uh but it's not worth your peace at the end of the day. My dad, God, so, he told me, always be happy, no matter what, I'll always be happy. Life too short not to be happy or to be anything, but happy. That's right. I chose happiness. I chose peace at the end of the day. I wanted uh, nothing but peace. And and Twyla, you said that it took you a few years until you, when you got your happy back, what yeah. did that look like for you? Because, and I'll ask you this question because we have a lot of people that are Going through a divorce, probably thinking about divorce or getting out of that bad, toxic relationship, but scared. They have fear of what's on the other side. They have fear of, oh, I'm going to be by myself now financially. They have so many fears of what's to come. So when you talk about which, I know what mine is, but when we talk about your happiness and you get your happiness back, that's the title of your your Facebook group, Correct? Did I say that correctly?
1: Yes, life after divorce, get your happy back.
0: get your happy back. Yeah. and make sure y'all join that group. Y'all gonna get a lot of information. Make sure y'all join that group. Life after divorce, get your happy back. So, what was your get your happy back? What did they look like for you?
1: Oh yeah. So, uh, Myron, I used to take myself out, um, and when I say out, I was out to lunch, out to dinner, you know, to a Mavericks game. Just me, myself, and I. Didn't ask anybody to go. Matter of fact, I didn't really want anyone to go with me. To be honest with you, I, I needed to be in my own space by myself. Um, and uh, this was during the first three years. Because another thing, y'all, I didn't even think about dating. <laughs> Not even exchanging a phone number. <laughs> I'm talking about nothing. I just needed to get my happy back. Who? Is Twila? What does Twila like to do? You know, uh, I recall a time after uh, I got off of work on a Friday, I would always go to the same little spot over there in Arlington Highlands, and uh, it's, you know, and just sit there and have some appetizers and have an adult beverage or two. And, I remember y'all, a a guy came over there. I purposely sat over way on the other side by myself. Okay, y'all don't come over here bothering me. (laughs) (laughs)
2: And I
1: I remember he came over there. He walked way over there. I was like, okay, I don't want to be rude, but I just had to tell him, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not in a space at all to even exchange phone numbers with you. I don't even want to entertain that because it's not going to be fair to you and it's definitely not going to be fair to me because I'm going through a healing
0: process. That is good. I'm glad you brought that up. Keep going. That's good.
1: Oh yeah. I'm going through a healing process. So um, this is just my thing. I like to come and sit down by myself, get my thoughts together. And you know, it may have been a rough week with going through the stuff I mentioned earlier with my ex-husband, as far as the co-parenting thing goes, you know, so Um, That's what I did. And I still, to this day, Myron, almost 14 years later, I enjoy my own company. Y'all, it is the best (laughs) thing ever. Now, I like hanging out with my girlfriends and, you know, but I enjoy it. I will get up, get dressed and take myself to the movie Mm -hmm. and be fine with it. I'm talking about I'll go out, go dancing, do whatever by myself.
0: (laughs) Had Had a date night. That's what you did. Yeah, do. yes. Do like, yes. That's that. And I remember us talking about it on um after chi uh virtually yeah. I remember the topic at the time, but you said the same thing. And when you said that, I said, man, I need to try going to a movie. I went to a movie before, but when you said you went by yourself, like, okay, this is okay, <laughs> I'm not the only one that, you know, me being a man, I thought it was kind of weird. I'm gonna be honest with you. But back, maybe a couple of years ago, I actually went to a movie by myself and y'all oh, yeah. I had a great time. Went to the went to get something to eat, you know, I had a mm-hmm. great time. There's nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong with that at all. And that is so mature of you to say. And there is so much growth in that uh when you said when you told them that you're working on yourself. Well, you didn't tell them all that, but you told them that you're not in the headspace in a sense to date. You don't want the number, you're not about to entertain it because you knew where you were mentally.
2: And exactly.
0: It wasn't fair to them. And it and it's sad because a lot of people know that they're not there mentally. And guess what? They still out here trying to date people
1: that's they, um, right
0: damage they're toxic but they still get out there and date people that is at peace with themselves that's doing great and then they go and date somebody else and now you're creating another toxic person yeah because you're toxic and you're you're not healed talk about the healing process because that is so important Twila. like whenever you get out of a bad situation or relationship or divorce talk about the healing process how was your healing process for you and and what did you go to therapy? Did you go to counseling? If you don't mind sharing, uh, let me oh. know what that was about for you.
1: Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely, I did. You better believe it. I went to therapy, and um, and I, I always suggest to clients, mm-hmm. I think it's imperative. Every person, I'm talking about every person, yeah, it doesn't matter to me if you initiate divorce or not, you should seek some type of therapy. Um, you may there may be some things going on that you may not even be aware of within you, yourself, right? I'm not talking about you crying every day or anything like that, but mentally, um, spiritually, you may be going through some things you're just not aware of, and a therapist or counselor can help bring that out and help you heal in an area that you may not even knew you needed healing in. So um, for me, yes, I went to therapy and um had to work through some things like already mentioned i didn't date for about three years and speaking of dating what that looked like i got out there online dating started doing that thing and uh myron i've only been in one one serious relationship uh since my divorce one y'all
0: 14 years
1: after 14 almost 14 years right and that one i talk about in my book i really thought uh he was the right one but No, he wasn't. We were together almost two years. But, um, yeah, that healing process is so important, y'all, in talking about toxic relationships and toxic patterns. Because if you don't heal, you're going to just go from one relationship to the other. And just this week on my show, I had Arthur Chi on. We talked about breaking unhealthy relationship patterns. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the reasons is because you don't go through that healing process.
2: Yes.
1: you were dating out of loneliness because we're just we need we want that companionship. We all desire companionship. That's just who God created us to be, I believe. But if we're not in a healthy space, Myron, mm-hmm. we just don't need to do it. Um, just get yourself work on you, work on you, because this dating game it, it's it's a lot going on out here.
0: <laughs> Listen, I had you got to be
1: right, healthy, <laughs> and ready. <laughs>
0: I had to put a pause on dating because it was just, it's just not what it used to be. And it was just back and forth and everything going on. But that's a whole nother topic for a whole, that's nother,
1: a whole nother topic. A whole nother topic for
0: a whole nother topic. So, <laughs> So, so and, and, and me getting my happy back after my divorce, when we have to learn, we have to keep, just focus on ourselves and keep going, keep going, keep moving. Don't stop. There's nothing wrong with going through your emotions your feelings. And I tell my clients that as well. And just people in general there's nothing wrong with going through your emotions your feelings there's nothing wrong with crying and screaming and all that crap kind of stuff that you want to do but just don't stay there just don't sit in your feelings for too long like we got work to do we got healing to do so let's get to it go ahead and cry it out do what you gotta do but don't stick around for it too long because the longer you stick around is is the, the more you're holding yourself back for you getting what you need to get and let's talk about let's let me talk about this too uh Twilight. we have to learn how to forgive
1: that's right. Oh, that's, one.
0: that's my that's my tagline: forgive and live. You can't live a full life or a blessed life or the life that God wants you to have if you don't forgive people, not for for them, but for yourself. So you can move forward. And, and I know that change is scary. Change is scary. Uh, doing anything new is scary. When I moved to Dallas, Texas, I was not planning on moving to Dallas, Texas, but I did say a prayer to God. And he was already getting me prepared for it because I visited Dallas a couple of times because my sister lives here. I visited mm-hmm. Dallas a couple of times that same summer that I moved to Dallas. I said, I like this. I told my sister I'm about to move down here. Not knowing that I'm about to move down there well, down here, rather, a few months later. Because I, my, one of my job, the job that I had ended up ending it was a contract job. It had ended in July. And mm-hmm. I had came to, I had just was down in June, July the 4th weekend. And I came down in June. Uh-huh. I didn't know. tell you, I didn't know that I was going to be in Dallas, Texas, <laughs> the next the next few months. But I told God, God you got to do something. You got to get me away from here because I know if I, you know, stay here, I'm going to end up getting back with her, or things not going to, you know, because it wasn't right. No way, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, um, my divorce happened in uh, December 2017. It was finalized in uh, March of 2017. Okay. And so, and that because the the document wasn't signed on time, but it would have been a shorter time frame but nonetheless that's pretty much what happened with me and i was scared when i got on the highway to get ready to go come to dallas and i talk about this in my book too i'm not gonna give y'all everything to like twilight it's so like twilight I'm right. give y'all everything but i talk about all this stuff in my book yeah. and i got on the highway twilight i cried a little bit because i couldn't believe i was leaving uh mississippi been in mississippi 30 plus years and oh, wow. my daughter my whole family's there everything i built my friends uh got my degrees from there you know i'm a dj also so i've been dj for 10 plus years like i'm leaving everything behind
2: and
0: yeah, yeah. With something new something fresh but guess what once i got to dallas and i got situated
2: mm-hmm. essence
0: started to come the healing started to come the peace the happiness yeah. mm. like, God literally isolated me I'll tell you something what to, come on I'm, here i ain't look i'm look. I don't want to go past on y'all. God already got me a certain time. I ain't going to be before y'all alone. Like <laughs>
1: I'm getting ready to say, come on and preach.
0: Let me tell y'all something. God will literally force you out of that situation. What? In order for you to move. In order for you to do what he wants you to do. And ever since I've been here, it's been nothing but isolation. I got mm. an apartment. I live by myself. Mm. And I'm here by myself. Even during, especially during the pandemic. you know, Being at home every single day because we went to remote being at home every single day like god literally isolated me and when i got isolated when i got out of that toxic situation
2: Mm -hmm. i was able to
0: think better i was able to make some business moves and some business decisions i was just able to be creative some of the things that i'm doing right now i'm telling y'all I probably be able to do had i stayed where i was at so god would move you i don't know what your move might look like wow move you in order for you to be by yourself in order for him mm-hmm. to be where he need for you to be, so you can be successful, so you can be happy, so you can find peace, and so you can be, so you can heal. You can't heal in the same or be happy in the same place or space that that the toxic and and the negativity is. You That's right. Now, everybody may not move to another state, but mm. you do something you know. Mm. And 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 I ask God for so many signs. Let me tell you about this. You gotta be careful what yes. like, what signs you ask for yes you know is from experience to the point where <laughs> i'm telling y'all from experience when i asked god for a sign about my marriage now and don't get me wrong i prayed for my marriage i wanted to work don't get me wrong i really wanted to work yeah I'm pretty sure we both did but sometimes people just not people are unequally yoked and it just mm-hmm. doesn't work out for whatever reasons but i prayed for that sign i said god i got to point i said god you gotta get me out of this like i need you know to do something to, to move on Mm -hmm. i know it's not it's not for me you know Mm -hmm. and god have gave have given me so many signs twyla
2: Mm. time
0: out of time time, again i kept fighting it i kept Mm. kept working things out until Mm. i had to have a jail going to jail experience
2: Mm. Uh, a
0: bad situation at the end nobody got hurt Mm -hmm. that day at all but the police was called on me and i had end up going to jail and you know what, Twilight? That was my breaking point. There was my, I'm tired of this. I'm not doing this again. Yeah. I remember crying that night before all this stuff. I remember crying that night. I called my best friend. I said, man, I'm tired. I said, I'm ready to go. I said, I gotta get out of here. That's before the whole yeah. police came and all that other crazy stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, mm-hmm. and I was in there for a whole week. And a week seems like a long time to a person that never been. <laughs> mm. and, and wow. You, you're in a different place when you're feeling like borderline claustrophobic in a sense and you eating some of this nasty food or whatever. It's like, man, this ain't what I'm used to. I, ne- I said, I'd never be in a place like this. And guess what? I was in a place like that. But guess what? I had to go through that, though.
2: Yeah. So how, Come else on. I,
0: how else would I get out of my situation? Now, Come on now, I'm telling people this, because I don't want nobody to go through what I went through. I don't want nobody to go through any kind of physical abuse or right. finding your significant other cheating on you or whatever the situation may be just for you to wake up and get out and move right. On. The science has always been there. The red plants have always been there. But we are so stubborn. And we try to make everything work. We try to fight for everything. There's nothing wrong with fighting, but, but mm-hmm. fight the right fight.
2: Yeah.
0: What I mean by that, if if, if you're not, if everything is, is good, like you said, y'all was arguing about.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're gonna eat. We're, we gonna eat. <laughs> you
0: know, if, if it's was small stuff, pet and stuff like that, I mean, try to fight that fight. You know what I'm saying y'all can work through those things. Y'all can go to counseling, work through those things. But when it comes to physical abuse and, and
1: yeah, that's dangerous.
0: And it's very dangerous. And and cheating and and, and all yeah. that. It's 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 not worth it at the end of the day.
2: Mm-hmm. I just had
0: to tell y'all that. I just had to. I just, that's I, that was good.
2: That good. I was,
0: I was yeah. made in spirit. I had to. Um, I wasn't planning yeah. on talking about that today. Twilight. I'm gonna be honest with you. I wasn't. <laughs> that well, was. That I, means
1: somebody I, needs to hear
0: it. That was good. Somebody needs to hear it because I know it's. More than us that's going through this or have gone through this, whatever, or about to go through it, or could possibly go through it. And like I said earlier, you don't have to be married; you can be in a boyfriend girlfriend relationship with a child. You still got a co parent. Yeah. Reason people uh, get divorced is due to infidelity. It's due to finances, because you said that earlier. Due to finances. Yeah. Fall out of love, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's why a lot of people get um, divorces. You know, a lot of lying going on and, and it's just crazy. So you just gotta know if it's people stay in relationships, and, and you said this earlier because of the kids. Yeah. And some people and, I, and I've heard this before it's like people like, well, I'm gonna stay until they're in high school, till they get out of high school. Yeah. What do you mean tell me if your child eight years old?
1: <laughs> You're gonna stay another 10.
0: <laughs> stay for 10 years in misery. In misery, come on now, say that misery misery on and not having any peace mm-hmm. you're gonna wait that long and i even heard where when people do that or say that they actually leave uh yeah during that times i can't remember who told me this but it's a it's a woman that had that kind of grieving. i guess you could say with their mm-hmm. child and said she left even the day of the graduation wow had all those so a lot of people do that
1: myron
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah a lot yep. of people do it but i mean
1: yeah And you know, with divorces, um, I have a couple of attorney friends, Mm -hmm. and they uh, both have told me the divorce rate is just astronomical since the pandemic. Yeah, I'm gonna
0: ask you that.
1: The numbers are just, I mean, increased, just unbelievable, unbelievable the amount of people that are getting divorced now.
2: I think it's because
1: this work and as a divorce coach, life coach, Mm -hmm. yourself and myself. It's a lot of work to do and it's a lot of hurting people
0: out here, Myron. People. And, and I'm glad you brought that up with the pandemic. You said the divorce rate went up. And I've I've heard about that too. And the domestic violence cases uh went up. Yes. I, I, people are because people don't, at the time, people don't have an outlet no more. That's right. They don't they didn't know how to create an outlet. Their outlet was going to the gym or going to a bar or hanging out at a certain restaurant. You going know, to work because we were while, all at yeah. home. <laughs> yeah, going to work. So now you mean, Tim, I got to deal with all the human beings in the house <laughs> All day, <laughs> every day. It, all day, every day. Like, it's, it's like you got to be creative. You know, some people work creative. You got to be creative. You got to have some kind of safe uh, haven or a uh, place for you to go mm-hmm. to, to get your mind together, to get your mind off things. So being at home around people all day because we're so programmed to see our, seeing our significant other and our kids in the morning to work for 18 hours mm-hmm. however long you work and then coming home to be with them right so we were so programmed we were doing that for so long to the point where now it's like what I'm gonna do nobody right. knew how to adjust mm-hmm. to, uh to the new norm that we had going on nobody knew how to adjust so they had to result to domestic violence They result to arguing all the time and then end up mm-hmm. in a divorce because mm-hmm. then but you know what too the divorce uh when that whole pandemic happened it really showed people who they was really living with
1: exactly
0: Because crazy. a lot of
1: people didn't know no. it really brought families together which we're talking know. about when everything was on shutdown or lockdown on
0: lockdown right. Right. everything on lockdown. Correct. Right. right correct yeah, During
1: the yeah. Pandemic. it brought yeah. families together and hmm? yeah it, it, either together or it separated them
0: yeah it was what it, it was some good it was, now it was some good that came out of it don't get me wrong yeah. i know but we're since we're on the subject of divorce and co-parenting uh, but co-parenting that that's pretty much what happened you know people didn't know what to do they didn't know how to handle it they didn't know how to be creative and like i said they had to learn these people over again in a sense it yeah. may sound crazy you might think well this is my husband my wife i've been knowing for mm-hmm. five ten twenty years i have long but you don't know you don't know them know them until you're around them every day oh, yeah, all day you put it that way you are around them all day so now yeah. you start seeing some new um new Habits, bad habits, now you start seeing stuff that annoys you, you know. Because you didn't see that you didn't see too much of that because you know, like I said, you had work Mm -hmm. eight, nine, ten hours a day, then you come home to them. So you didn't see a lot of stuff. But now that we're at home every single day during the lockdown, it's like, man, I can only like this person for real. Am I really? It's like you start thinking about those kind of things, but I kind of figured those those numbers was was going to to get them glad you um brought that up. So moving on i just want to throw it out there so when we talk about and you stated this earlier tell me about when people and even with your clients or or anything that you have experienced as well what happens when that person is bitter and or emotional and don't want to because you went through it you experienced it for yourself tell us how bad that can get or how bad that is uh, from your experience and or with your clients
1: well being with clients being bitter
0: and yes like whenever when it comes to co-parent i'm sorry uh when it comes to you know you're divorced now you're trying to co-parent but the other person don't want to co-parent they don't want to communicate with you because of their feelings because they're still in the feelings how was that you spoke on it a little bit earlier how was the experience for you and also um, what's give us some information or some tips on how to get through that and how to work that part of it out yeah yeah
1: There, you know being a co-parent and you're bitter, uh, yes, I went through that. I wasn't the bitter parent. I was <clears throat> really trying to work things out and make it right for my son. But there were some things that I did or had to do to adjust to this behavior from him, from my ex-husband. And so one of the things uh, my son was playing, he played peewee football from kindergarten first grade all the way through sixth grade and it was very rough for me to tell my son Myron his fifth grade year yeah fifth grade year that he wasn't going to be able to play um, because of the stuff we were going through Um, my ex really I don't know what his intentions were and I can't speak on that even to this day but he just made things rough for us I mean he would come and just sit in front of the house or sit in front of the practice. And I, I became fearful. I really did um, go to my church looking for us. Um, I became fearful. And so I got with the coaches and I said, you know, I hate to make this decision, but I, I had to make a hard decision and take my son out of the, the football league for that year. So for those that are listening, there may be some decisions, hard decisions that you have to make, you don't want to, yeah. As it relates to uh, your child, if you're going through a situation like that with dealing with a bitter um, ex, you know, because at the end of the day, your sanity and your safety, you and your children is the most important. Now, it's not the end all. He can play football again, and he did after it got better. But those that I would say if you're having problems communi- with communication mm-hmm. try just the text message get it i mean maybe not trying to create a paper trail but if he or she if her voice irritates you you can't stand to even talk to them on the phone or his voice irritates you just go to text message yeah. go to e- email or now we on social media send them a message in the um uh, this this uh the DM. I'm talking about the distant messenger. The DM.
0: <laughs> hey, sorry, you. We'll take it. <laughs> I'm
1: making up something. The DM. Uh-huh. And um yeah. And so maybe that will work for a while. And then just say, you know what? I you mentioned admiring about forgiveness, right? Forgiveness right. is key. And maybe you don't have to tell that person that, but once you do get to that point maybe things will be better it was for me um when my ex came to me and asked for forgiveness and i was just so grateful and thankful for all of that but yeah and listen this is a big one if he or she sends you a text message that you don't like please don't respond immediately <laughs> you know don't just on it all maybe i mean that too maybe just take a few minutes, an hour or two, or maybe answer if it's not an emergency situation, maybe just answer the next day and answer it just as professional and mature as possible. Take your feelings out of it and say, keep reminding yourself, even if you got to write it down and put it on your wall, it's about my kids. It's about my kids. And anytime he or she does something that you don't like, breathe in, count to 10 and just keep, stating that over your life, it's affirmation. It's about my kids, you know. And that's good. That's what I was to say. Yeah, and I tell people that. Look, keep saying that over and over. And when you get that down in your spirit, and you look at your son or daughter and say, "I got," it's about you. And I got to do not maybe say it personally to them, but you know, in your headspace, keep looking at them. Say it's about you. I don't care what this man or woman does, as long as he don't, It's no physical abuse or anything of that nature going on. And Myron, one more thing. Hey, now you got me talking.
0: Hey, talk, <laughs> you better when talk today. The
1: child goes to that other parent's house.
0: Oh, let's get on this. Come on, come on, I'm glad. Let's get on come this. Come on,
1: this is about to be good. I'm all right. I had this on Where's my list. Child?
0: i I'm a, It not got loose from my head on my list. Let's get it. Come on. Okay. <laughs>
1: when the child goes to the other parent's house, y'all, we can. We need to not ask what's going on under that roof.
0: Come on now. It's not okay. our business.
1: <laughs> as long as your child comes back safe. Nothing has happened to he or she. Yes. I don't care if they didn't have a 24-hour party over there. It's none of your business. I mean, i am just got to keep it real, y'all. It ain't none of your oh, business yeah. what goes on up under that house. Only business it is, is your child makes it there safe
0: mm-hmm. and
1: back to you.
0: That's it. I'm so and much. y'all,
1: listen, we got to stop asking because what's going to happen is it makes your child it keeps your child in the middle of grown folks.
0: Yes, it? come on now.
1: And that's not your child's place. Mm-hmm. Then, so then your him. child comes back and say, "Well, mama, daddy did this." Daddy, mama, no, uh, uh-uh, uh, y'all, we we got let's we got we got to stop doing that.
0: I'm so glad you brought that up. I had it on my list. I, I couldn't find it. <laughs> I'm trying to watch you and listen to you, and I and I'm so glad you brought that up. Oh my God, Twilight is so important. We might have to leave off on that note, but that is so important. What your ex is doing, who they're doing it with, what's going on on their household, it's not your business. As long as both of you guys, everybody has the best interest for the child, the child is not harmed any kind of way, all is well. Do not put your kids, because I'm going to tell you now, people do this. People do this all the time. Oh, yes. We may know about it, we may not know about it, but it put that child in a bad predicament and then that child end up lying or just it's just bad all over you mm-hmm. don't want to put your child in that predicament that's that's not that's not right at all that's not healthy and we have to make sure that the child is protected at all time so if your child go over go over um over your ex house and he has a significant other it's not that's your right. business what they do where they go what's going on leave it out of that if that child is not coming back to you saying somebody to harm them in any kind of way that's right let's just say for instance for the sake of this conversation let's just say for instance if uh because kids sometimes can get beside themselves they can they can lie too. Yeah. i like try don't keep it real they just say for instance if that child say hey mom or dad this person did whatever ever to me whatever instead of getting mad immediately which is i know it's a normal reaction talk to that parent first and see what's going on see what actually happened mm-hmm. it could have happened it may not happen it may not have happened the way that that child might be saying it. try to have a conversation about that, right. it, can be, it can be hard. I understand our first mindset is to protect our child, but we have to have that conversation um, with the other adult. And and I'm glad you brought this up also. So let's talk about this. When is a good time to meet the other person? Yeah. Um, when is the other time to meet the other person, and how should what do, what does that look like? And when I say what does it look like? Well, I'm going to go first. I'm going to say I'm going to go first. So this is my yeah. thought process. I'm, a, I'm not, everybody's situation different. You can agree to disagree or say, no, nah, I'm married. That ain't That ain't right. But if you know you're going to be serious with a person and it, it got a potential to go somewhere, y'all mm-hmm. probably going to end up getting engaged or whatever situation may would be. Y'all got two, three years in it. Because when it comes to a woman, it's kind of harder for a woman to bring a man around with her child because most women have their kids with them 24-7. Same thing with guys that are single father. But most mm-hmm. mom had a kids. So a woman can, can really, cannot really get away from that too much, like a man do, or like yeah. a man can, because we don't have our kids all the time. We have visitations, that type of deal. And so for me, if I know I'm going to be, because my daughter, she met uh, a young lady that I was dating at the time, because uh, I had to come home, and then my third or fourth time coming home within like the year, year and a half relationship that we was in. So I ended up bringing her with me and whatever. She met my daughter. Uh, but my plan was for her to meet uh the mom or uh, her mom first but it just didn't work out that mm-hmm. way and so i met uh i ended up meeting her uh the guy that she was dating that she is dating rather for the relationship with and we met it was very brief like a few minutes or so and so mm-hmm. but think about it is they both but on both ends because it however you guys want to work it out but on both ends my daughter has been around him and my daughter has been around my significant other at the time so it's like Mm -hmm. how do we introduce that whole thing like because we have to introduce the kids Mm -hmm. to that significant other first gradually so I don't care if it's okay it could be something like okay let me take the kids out to a park or something to a museum or whatever you just meet me there and we'll be like one of those oh hey how you doing you know this is my hey y'all this Mm is my friend whatever he or she name may be and so because we have to baby step that thing, right? Because kids right. are so used to us being together all these years. So we got to sit down and have that conversation with them. Hey, this is daddy or this is my friend or he's he or she may be coming around a lot here and there. And you just got to, in a sense, introduce them, gradually introduce them but take them slow. You just can't throw them out there nope. for nothing. I mean, with nothing. You got to take them slow, have that conversation with them because kids don't understand. Depending on the age also. So the kids don't understand. So what What's your thought process uh, with that, twilight?
1: Yeah, you're, you're spot on, Myron. I believe that if it has, I wouldn't even say the potential, but if it appears that this person is going to be a part of your life and you're moving into a really a serious relationship, mm-hmm. um, if you're just casually dating, you, you know, you're seeing him or her and other people, it's, it's not time to introduce your child to, all of them. No, you, you're just casually dating. You're yeah. dating, right? M- multiple people. But if you've got that one that's special and you see that person, and you see the relationship going further and possibly being engaged in, up to marriage, yeah, it's time. And then I also believe that it's age appropriate Yeah. because, um, for, I mean, meaning age appropriate, meaning how do you introduce is it uh, at a uh, restaurant or is it at the house or is it, if you have smaller children, is it out on the, in the park, you know, mm-hmm. age appropriate as far as how you're going to do it. And um, for me, I've said, I was in one serious relationship in my whole time, whole time being divorced, but my kids did meet another guy prior to that serious relationship. Now he and I, we had been dating for a while and I had met his kids and, you know, it was exclusive, but I didn't really see like a marriage with him,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but he was coming around and, you know, we were hanging out a, a while, a lot, long time. So he met my kids and just nothing. It wasn't like he was trying to come in and be dad or anything like that. He would talk to them, you know, periodically. My daughter was already a senior in high school and my son was seventh or eighth grade. So they were older, right? But I do say, I think it's age appropriate on how they meet. And then also when you meet them, just look at the fact, oh, this could go somewhere. Or this person we've been dating six months exclusively, uh, whatever then it may be time to say, hey, uh, th- he's going to be coming around. This is my, you know, and have that introduction. But yeah, kids don't need to see all the people that you've dated because they've already went through a traumatic um, separation and that was the divorce. So if you continually bring in or bring around multiple people and kids, they, they attract easily people sometimes, you know, yeah. and then so... Yeah that you're going to lose them again. They're going to be like, oh, what happened to Mr. So-and-so? What happened to Mr. and
2: <laughs> I, I, I like her. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: yeah I like because that's what my kids would call the two guys I'm talking about. They, Mr. Mr. They, right. They're just so polite like that. But yeah, um, that's that's my answer on that, Myron. I'm so glad
0: you said age appropriate because there's, there's no 100% blueprint to this. You have to do what's best for the kids, you and the kids, in the, the kids' best interest, because like I said earlier, they're used to you and daddy being together, you and mommy being together. So they like who who this guy, who this woman is, you yeah know? So you're just all about how you introduce them. Don't take them too fast. Take them kind of slow. And mm-hmm. because some people are not gonna stay around, you know, yeah. some people are not gonna stay around for. Uh, just because that child likes them or attached, they're not gonna, they're gonna, they're not gonna always stay around. Granted, you don't go into a relationship thinking that they're not gonna stay or hoping right. that they leave at some point. So you just really don't know. So that's always a chance and risk that you're gonna take. And mm-hmm. you don't let everybody meet your kids either. And you said okay. that you don't let everybody meet your kids. So you just have to you have to figure these people out first. Now I can't give you a time frame uh, of when you should let them meet your your kids it's all on you it's all on the comfortability that you have with that person uh the vibes that's that's going on the feeling that you have for that person because people show you who they really are at certain time frames of the relationship especially in the beginning so you have to figure that person out for yourself and it's always ways of seeing a person for i know people that have been dating someone for three four or five months they still haven't met their kids yet yeah if you got someone that can keep them or like I said, or when they go over, because uh, we already got like uh, rights, uh, the father or mother have, you know, the, the kids for this particular weekend. So you can plan, that, that's how, that's how they are able to yeah.
2: get around,
0: uh, get around the whole thing for so long.
2: That's and right. That's
0: figure that thing out. That's I figure out how things, how it's supposed to go for you and how things look uh, in a sense. Yeah,
1: That's so true.
0: Twyla Mark. Twyla, you got anything else? Because you've you been on fire today. You, you got anything you want to say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Myron, this has been an amazing conversation, and I definitely thank you for having me, and I'd like to um, share a tidbit um, with the listeners and the viewers in this co-parenting space. Listen, everyone, just if you're in that space and it doesn't have to be a marriage or you were married and now you're divorced, it could just be a boyfriend, girlfriend. But if you are in a co-parenting space right now, just I'll, just remember it is about the kids. I know it's, can, it can be difficult and rough. I've been there. I didn't have the best relationship, a co-parenting relationship for almost three years, but it got better over time. And when it did get better, we were great co-parents. Um, by the time my son got to high school and graduation, uh, my ex-husband was already with another woman, and he brought her to the party. Did I trip? No, I, I was like, "Oh, hey, how you doing? You know, I'm um, going on because this is about my son." So that goes back to me saying he can date, he can do whatever, he can remarry however many times. <laughs> That's not in my business or my concern at this point. And so I just say to everyone, just make sure. And if it's something, if you have to write it down and put it in your bedroom, it's all about the kids or positive affirmations all through your house, do that. Do whatever you need to do to ensure that you you have the best co-parenting relationship. And remember, you do not have to be best friends with them. But if you are and it works out that way, because some people are better friends outside of their marriage. It it happens. It happens. I'm not saying anything is wrong with that. Matter of fact, that's great. But for others, if that's not your case, then that may be something to do. But positive affirmations. um, If you can't speak with that person over the phone, I get it. I couldn't, not for a while. Go to text message. Text, you know, we in the world of, uh, Technology now. We got all kind of ways to talk to someone without physically talking to them on
0: the phone. So yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh and we have to make sure that we are at the end of the day, and like Twilight said, like we stated early in the, the episode, it's all about the kids. It's not about us. Take your feelings out of it, take the emotions out of it, take what happened years ago, what that person have done to you, whoever filed a divorce. We have to take that out of it and worry about or focus on, I'm sorry, the kids or the children, because that's what it's about. At the end of the day, we have to make sure that they are good mentally, spiritually, physically. We have to make sure they are good on all levels. So take your feelings out of it. Um, If you're going through a divorce, if you have been divorced, uh, if you're in a relationship uh, and, and you're dating someone, this goes for you guys as well. And we're not experts, but we have a lot of experience. We are both certified life coach author speakers, uh, you can follow me on Myron J the coach on pretty much all outlets social media platforms and outlets Twyla, what's your what's your um, social media handle. And how. Yes. To with? My
1: social media handle is divorce talk with Twyla so that's on instagram uh, Facebook and uh also my group on facebook is life after divorce get your happy back i'd love for you to join if you are in that divorce space mm-hmm. uh come on and join the group
0: also tell us about your book again
1: uh yeah so my website is marks. that's dot com. That's where you can purchase my book for an autographed copy, or it's also on Amazon.
0: So is that the same website? They can go and book a session with you as well?
1: Yes. On my website, you book a session, just on the homepage, just click uh, book now, and um, it'll be on the calendar. And yes, so if you're interested, please come on. I'd love to be your uh, coach.
0: Yes. Yeah. She has a great spirit she's her energy is so great i'm telling y'all um so make sure y'all follow twyla make sure y'all follow me on social media as well and if, if you also need a life coaching session for me or and you want to get my book as well married divorce but god uh go to marijaythecoach.com uh definitely follow us on all social media platforms if you need a, a guest host or speaker uh, if you want us for any kind of events please contact us we would love to be a part of your virtual events, your podcast, your radio show. Oh, tell us about your podcast again. Tell us. Uh, oh, the you know, radio Fishbowl. show, yes,
2: yes. Oh. So,
1: yeah, my radio show is Divorce Talk with Twyla. It's a live radio show every Monday night on Fishbowl Radio Network at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We talk all things divorce. So if you're interested, I am booked through the radio. Remainder of the year. Wow. Gosh, it's just been amazing, amazing. but I am booking already for next year. If you are interested and like to be a guest, send me an email to talks with at yahoo.com.
0: That is amazing. And I wish you nothing but the best. I, I just pray that your show goes above and beyond your imagination. I pray that whatever your heart desires, whatever you have written down, I pray that God bless you way beyond that. And, Thank I, you. and i wish you well and i think that you're gonna do great i've been following you on social media since i've been what for like several months now and you are so consistent and that is what's important when you're trying to get your brand together and get it going consistency is key putting out good information having great interviews asking the right questions i'm trying to be like you twilight i'm just gonna tell you i'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching. I, I don't like everything or love hit the love button or share everything but i'm watching and I, you know <laughs> i want you to know just like somebody had to tell me keep doing what you're doing because somebody is watching they, they may Thank not you. like them they might not hit the like button but they are watching they
1: are watching keep you it. are so right people keep are watching it. and you never know who's watching you
0: just never know keep going and i just hope and pray for everybody that's listening um to this episode uh the Myron J show I, I really appreciate you all make sure y'all share like comment all that great stuff and We just really hope you guys got something out of this uh it's it's been a great episode a great show i really hope that if you are in a tough situation y'all going through it just hold on pray about it keep god first keep going it's going to get better trust me it's going to get better fear is is a crazy thing but it's so many great things on the other side of fear so many peace and blessings on the other side of fear so before i go to preaching uh twyla again (laughs) let us know give the the listeners something positive we always like to go out on a positive note and with the whole show is always positive anyway but i always want to give the listeners like some advice some tips uh something that you go by what would that be for you let us have it
1: oh yeah something i go by every single day it's going to be a brighter day That is, that's my motto. I always say it's going to be a brighter day. And listen, Myron, you kind of already hit on it. It is going to get better. Trouble don't last always. So just hang in there, keep God first. And even if that's not your belief, whatever you believe in, affirm yourself and always speak positive over your life and remove yourself from the naysayers and the negative toxic people.
0: Y'all heard it, Miss Twyla Mars. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you guys for tuning in to the Myron J Show. Topic Tuesday, each and every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Make sure y'all check me out. Thank y'all so much, and we will see y'all next time.
2: Thanks.